Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by general manager Howie Roseman. The expectations of this city have never been higher. Welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Postgame Show on 6abc.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano. Live from the Gallery Bar, Booking Games Inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this postgame show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Well, 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 just a dominant performance by the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Welcome in, everybody, to the Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show. I'm Mike Bisnelli with Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. Devin Caney will join us in a bit. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I don't give it up very easily. You guys know me. I don't give it up That's very right. easily. Yeah. At but I'm going to say it. We've Jalen Hurts has now won me over. And I think that this is a game that defined Jalen Hurts as maybe a top-flight quarterback in this league. And I, I know it's easy to overreact when you see a game like this, but he did everything right today, except in the end with that interception was decisive, was accurate, really knew what he was doing out there. He won me over, boys. Well, there's no question about it. His maturation has increased twofold. His poise under pressure, his ability to deliver. But let's start at the top. We have to give credit to Shane Steichen for calling an incredible game plan tonight. I go to the first drive of the game where they used three different rushers to run the football. They incorporated three different, four different wide receivers in a passing game, and they continued that theme all night long. But it, you, Jalen Hurts is light years ahead of where he was just a season ago. Obviously, all this offseason work we've been talking about and hearing about from Jalen Hurts is starting to pay off. Uh, Under he, the bright lights of Monday night, he shined tonight. It, it was impressive. Seth, I mean, you know, we're watching the game, and, and they were just they just outclassed this team tonight. Well, I'm not, I'm not surprised, guys. I mean, you know, it was in my prediction, and I said last week that I saw enough when Jalen Hurts could operate from the pocket in a clean pocket that he operated extremely effect effectively and efficiently from the pocket. Now, they played against a team that didn't wasn't a high-pressure team. They played against a team that was primarily a zone team. He took what was there. He operated within the scheme. He ran when he needed to. But he did – this is the kind of improvement that we as fans and the media are looking for from this kid. And, you know, you got to tip your hat to him for being able to realize that he needed to improve himself in the offseason and go seek that elsewhere. You got to tip your hat to the coaching staff to have, you know, work with him with the little amount of time that they allotted to get him to where he is. Um this isn't one of those games where you say, "Oh, you know, they won big," but it was the, you know, the the, the, the it, it was the Detroit Lions. No, the Minnesota Vikings took one of the best teams in the NFC apart last week, and the Eagles turned around tonight and took that same team, the Minnesota Vikings, completely apart. Almost 500 yards of total offense, about 347, I think it was in the first half. Uh, how dominant it was. They didn't even score in the second half and dominated the game when it went into game 24-7. Now, I, I will say that th this was not the Vikings' best performance. In fact, they stunk out loud tonight. 
I mean, they, they they had four chances, really, to get back in this game, and they squandered all four chances. Smith dropped a bomb early. Cousins was intercepted at the goal line on a miscommunication yeah. with Jefferson. The blocked field goal, which was supposed to, to give him some momentum, Sipos ran down Patrick Peterson on that, and they, they wound up not scored, and then they don't score after the interception on that bungled screen pass in the middle of the field with the Slay interception. And, and Kirk Cousins, the demons of Monday Night Football. First of all, Gannon, I, I know early on in the game, it looked like he was being soft. And he wasn't putting any pressure on, on, uh, on Kirk Cousins. But then I, I think the game plan really evolved where he said, okay, this is the way we're going to play you. You're not going to hurt us this way. And then Seth, he had some well-timed blitzes there. Cousins was 2 for 10 when they blitzed him. And by the way, he's now two for ten on Monday Night Football, Kirk Cousins. So, so you know the old saying in baseball: if you build it, they'll come. You know, with Kirk Cousins, if you pressure him, he'll throw it to you. It's plain and simple. I mean, th there were other balls that should have been intercepted mm -hmm. because you know what? Mm -hmm. When you when you put a guy like Kirk Cousins under the microscope and you put him under pressure. It's his one Achilles heel. We had a quarterback like that last week in Jared Goff. Had we just brought the pressure the way we did tonight, that game would have been over in the third quarter. Now, I don't know whether Jonathan Gannon looked at the situation throughout the first half and asked himself, is Darius Slay really holding up against this elite wide receiver? And then in the third, in the third quarter, he was like, oh, yes, he is holding up against this elite receiver. So now... I'm not worried about anybody else on this offense. That means I can bring pressure. And for once, I mean, he brought pressure two plays in a row, and I was screaming for him to bring it to third, you know. But it, yeah. it, it changes the outcome of the game. They've been looking for sacks, and they've been looking for turnovers, whatever it is that they can get. And they got them tonight because pressure. Pressure changes everything. Gunner. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, not a factor tonight. How did they pull it off? Well, basically, you know, we've been screaming about Jonathan Gannon playing soft coverage. But give the corners their credit. Man, they came up. They anticipated well. Darius Slay, he might have made the Pro Bowl on this one game tonight alone because you hold Justin Jefferson under 50 yards receiving. You've more than done your job. You had two picks. He didn't get deep on you. You kept everything in front of him. You thoroughly frustrated him. You know, and they got just enough pressure on Kirk Cousins to make him throw the ball a little bit sooner at times than he wanted to. And any time they tried to use Irv Smith on a crossing route, whether it was the linebacker, James Bradbury, whoever the case, they were step for step. They took the tight end out of the game as well. But when you match up against a Justin Jefferson and you can do what Darius Slade did against him tonight, you have more than done your job. So kudos. Can we, can we get off Gannon's back for one night? Can we get off his back just for one night? No, I'm, I'm going to stay there. Just tonight. No, just tonight. I, I, I'm, listen, I'm going to stay there because what I don't want him to do right. is I don't want him to revert no matter what the circumstances are. Right. Because he's going to face Carson and the commanders next week. Right. And guess what? The pressure applies to Carson as well. If you let him stand in the pocket right. and right. he feels comfortable, he's going to make some plays. Speed up his clock. Speed up his decision right. making. Allow your cornerbacks. Now, listen, the linebackers covered well. Even even T.J. Edwards, who was not really known as a cover linebacker. How many how many pass defenses did he have tonight? Right. Okay, so if my point is your defenders, your players, take on the persona and the personality of the defense coordinator. When you call an aggressive game, your players play more aggressively. If you call a passive game, 
guess what? They sit back and they wait for stuff to happen instead of making stuff happen. Here's the reason, only reason why I said get off again is back tonight. I agree with you, by the way. Thank you. I'm not, you, I'm you, not on him tonight. You, you kept. I'm not on him, but you, I ain't gonna let up. You, you, you watching you, look, next week? Already. I said, I said one game. I just said one game. You he, you kept his high powered offense under 300 yards of offense. You kept Justin Jefferson, one of the elite receivers in the game, under 50 yards receiving. Yeah. The leading rusher for the Minnesota Vikings was your quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who's not known for running the football. That defense more than did his job for this one night. Now, we don't know what's going to happen six days from now. But just in this moment in time, i got to get on the Gannon wagon for just one night. One night. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I agree with you. So let, let's talk about <laughs> soft-shell defenses. Seth, you got to explain this to me. Now, Ed Donatel has been a defensive coordinator this league for a really long time. The, the Vikings did not adjust at all. They stayed in the soft-shell the whole time. They were getting blasted with the soft-shell defense. i, I got to ask you, were, were they so worried about what Jalen Hurts did last week as far as breaking out of the pocket, that they stayed soft? I don't think this is who they are under Ed Donatel. You know, they're going to play two high safeties because they don't want to give up the big play. And so you've got some choices to make depending on what kind of front they're in. If they're in a four-man front, then you run the football. If they're in a five-man front, that means that they, they have effectively exited one cover guy out of coverage, which means that you can have just about anything you want in the passing game if you can stand up against the five-man pressure. Now, sometimes you got to keep a tight end in to do that, but when your line is blocking the way of the, you know, the, op, the Eagles' offensive line blocked tonight, then you can go man-on-man -man across the board and really make some hay. But what they want to do is they're primarily a zone coverage team. They're not going to play a whole lot of zone. The only time they really get in man, I should say, the only time they get in man is when they're bringing pressures, when they blitz, or every once in a while, in, in a game where you see them run man-to-man -man coverage against against the Green Bay Packers last week. They right. came out the first play of the game. Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. Um, the Watson kid drops it. I mean, he just runs right by Pat, Patrick Peterson. At that point in time, Ed Dontell is like, you know what? We ain't going man-to-man -man no more. We're playing zone the rest of the day. And that's the way they play. And he's not going to change. We've seen that picture before. You know, but our guy today all of a sudden figured out a way that he he figured he was going to be aggressive today where Ed Donatel took on the passive, the passive nature, and then that's what well, you see. Passivity doesn't win you football games ever. Well, well-called game. I gave Shane Sykin credit because I, I think he read the tea leaves in this game. I saw, assumed that the Eagles going to run the football primarily coming into this game based on what uh, Green Bay, what they did last week against Green Bay. Uh, but... but uh, the Eagles did not run the ball and said they, they attacked with Jalen Hurts with that soft cover zone, and he was just pinpoint accurate on every one of his throws. He only missed them five throws a night and threw for 333 yards. I think that's a complete night. You want to talk about, about balance. They had 34 rushing attempts, 31 passing attempts. Yes. Last week it was, what, 39 pass, 32 rush. Yes. Two games in a row in a span of eight days. That's the kind of balance you need from this team. And because they had so many weapons, it just wasn't an A.J. Brown show tonight like it was last week. He hit eight different receivers in this game tonight. And in many cases, these receivers are running wide open. They have five, six-yard cushions in, uh, when they caught the pass and turned up the field. So what else do we want from this offense? This offense is border. I'm going to use the word lethal. This offense is lethal right now, two games. And I know it's still two games into the season. You hope they stay healthy. you got to stay healthy to be as effective as this offense has been over the first two games. But right now, I put this offense in a very lethal category. This offense, the way Shane Steichen calls these plays, 
it's going to be heck for teams to deal with for the rest of this season. My only concern as far as this offense is concerned, gentlemen, is when you face a team that's pressure adverse, True. like the True. Detroit Lions were last week, can they make the adjustments in-game? Because they didn't seem to be able to make the in-game adjustments where they could pick up the blitz and hit some big plays, nor did they have the sight adjustment. Now, D-Gun, D we talked about it last week. Yes. You know, when the pressure came, Jalen just took off and ran. And a lot of people were talking about, where's the sight adjustment? Yes. How come, you know, yes. he didn't hit the guy that's, that's breaking off the route? And, and my thing was, Mike, my thing was, okay, um, we assume that it's built into their offense that they have sight adjustments built in. Because sometimes I didn't see the wide receivers break the routes off right. and him, you know, right. hurry up and get it out of his hand. They just thought that they could pick it up and that he would, you know, navigate the pocket and make the throw. So as we move forward, teams are not going to just sit back and let Jalen Hurts do what he's doing. Right. The, right. the, the, the more advanced defensive coordinators, they're going to bring pressure. Mm -hmm. They're going to give him different looks, and he's going to have to decipher things at the line of scrimmage. It's not going to be as easy going forward for him as it was tonight. Really interesting they got Devontae Smith involved with the first play. I, I thought that was smart. Uh, you get him going yeah. after last week, and, uh, and then you spread it around from there. And uh, I, I'm trying to look at a flaw in this game, and, I, and I'm watching the game, and I can't believe the dominance of this game. I got a flaw for you. What, are you going to give me a flaw? No, come now? on, Seth. I got, well, you already gave me a flaw. You're a little worried about Gannon still. No, I get no, it. I, listen, I, see, now you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> you, you guys want me to jump on the Gannon wagon. I'm not ready to jump on it after one game. I'm from the Missouri State. You got to show me more than once, okay? But listen, there's no negativity. I mean, this this game, you know, you couldn't ask for the Eagles as a team to play any better than they have. But I think you all will agree with me. The Philadelphia Eagles need a punt and a kick return. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I agree there. Now, I agree. Now, now the blocking, I agree with the you blocking has to be better. But listen, Quez Watkins don't doesn't want any. He don't want any of that kick return, man. I mean, he gets the ball, and he's just standing still like, y'all hurry up and tackle I think me. Threw him off. So, they, they kicked it short uh, and high all game long. Threw him off a little bit. I think it took away his, his swagger a little bit. Catch the ball and run straight ahead, okay? That's what a kick returner does. Pick a lane and go, okay? The longer you stand there, the the, the, the worse it's going to be for you. Now, Covey, <laughs> Covey, 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 Covey get, listen, Covey's going to catch the ball. He's going to feel the ball. Yeah. But he's not going to give you a whole lot, and everybody's like, "Oh, we'll give him a give him a chance." You want the other guy back? No, I don't want the other guy back. They they they, they can, they can he, have I, him. Listen, they can have him. So, but, but, but my question is: Are they? Is it the return guys, or is it the blocking that they're getting? But in their kick return game, that's the one area of this football team that's extremely weak and lacking. By the way, Jalen Rager, I felt sorry for the kid all night. Why? Why are they, they booing they, that young man? They, they booed him all night. What did he do to them? They, hey, listen, they, they when I came back to Philly for the first time, they booed the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, but he, talk about? he didn't ask to be traded. What did that young man do to these people? <laughs> he didn't perform okay. up to the expectations okay, but he's gone that was now. laid yeah. upon him. He's gone now. Yeah, what this Phil Come hey, listen, on, man. If they boo Santa Claus, you think they ain't going to boo Jalen Ray? Don't bring up Santa Claus, man. He's fault. Leave Santa Claus out of this. Selecting him, and he's not very good. But... Uh, just the one, the one thing. I'm a, like, how does a punter run down a cornerback? Oh man, who picks up that 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 play and and, and looks like he's going to score? So you and weren't the punter runs him down. He was he wasn't in pregame with us, D Gun. I told uh, you, you're Patrick Peterson. You're not a fan of Patrick. I Peter. don't understand. Listen, he listen. He was a great player for a long time. 
if I was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles tonight, I would have targeted him at least 20 times tonight. Because you know what? He just he's at the end of his career, and he really believes that he's still in the prime of his career. And then there's nothing wrong with that because you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have confidence as a player, you don't have anything. But the truth of the matter is. You know, he let a, a punter run him down, and he's hey, a corner. Hey, hey, yes. you know what? Simmons may be an average punter, but he's got world-class speed tracking people down. <laughs> he does now. He does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen that in the history of the NFL, where a punter's going to run down. Well, we've, see, we've seen kickers blow up returners you know, on occasion. <laughs> but not tracking him down Anything can happen. All right. Uh, I, I guess. All right, so, so now we've seen two games. And we saw a bad opponent. This was supposed to be a good opponent. Did the Eagles make them look bad, or are they? Are, are the Vikings not very good, Seth? No, listen, the, the, the Vikings, I believe the Vikings are who they are. I think that, you know, Justin Jefferson is a superstar. Um, I believe that Dalvin Cook is, you know, in the top five of running backs in the league. Did not look like he wanted to play tonight. Well, hey, listen, the, the, Eagles, off, the Eagles defensive line made up their mind. Jumped on them. They weren't going to allow him to get started. I talked about it in pregame. I said, in order for you to rush the passer, you have to earn the right. How do you earn the right? You earn the right by shutting down the run and making that team one-dimensional. Now you can get after them any way that you want to. And and listen, the Eagles defense didn't play well this, this, this last game, the first game of the season. And from everything that I could hear in press conferences and interviews throughout the week, they were very self-aware that, yes, we got away with one. We, we, we won last week, but it wasn't the way that we wanted to win. The way that they dominated tonight is the way that they want to win football games. And trust me, the way that you win so oftentimes is, is as important as how you win. Okay? It, it, it just is. Let me take you back to um, what we're – we watched the game together. and We have all kinds of decent insights. I guess – like I'm um, Andy Reid, because they're up 21 to seven, and they've got the ball deep in their territory. And I'm thinking they're just going to be content to go into halftime at 21 seven, which I would have been okay with. You're <laughs> screaming and yelling because Jalen's lollygagging a play, wasting a lot of seconds, and and and, uh, and they still come down and get three out of that. Listen, you got you got a minute and 39 seconds left in the half, and three timeouts. Okay. After watching football yesterday and, and seeing all the teams that came back from double-digit you know, deficits, I didn't want to leave anything to chance. If you've got an opportunity to score points, then score points. When you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, what, they, what do they do? Keep they, scoring. They'll, they'll take 50 seconds left on the clock, That's right. and they're at least trying to get in field goal range. It, it's not it, the game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in a game. One play can turn a game on his head. So you better be scoring points until you know for certain. And a lot of times, that's not until the last three to four minutes left in the game. You want to be scoring points all the way through. You don't want to give the other team any, not one iota of hope that they can come back and win the football well, game. And obviously, they weren't going to come back and win this game. And if I'm a Viking fan, and I'm sick to my stomach watching that team squander four chances to try to get back in the game. Yeah. Gifts they, they were given. Yeah. Vikings came out in the second half, took it down the field, turned the ball over. They block a kick, get a short field, turn the ball over. All right? Uh, they go down the field again, turn the ball over. And that was the only thing that could have got them back in the game. Absolutely. Plays like that. Absolutely. And they just didn't take advantage of anything. I don't think you could have written a more perfect script 
for the Eagles on both sides of the football tonight. You know, they won a game, and we broke them down last week because of what they didn't do to win that game by a wider margin. Well, they, they came out like they had been yelled at all week long, like 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 parents yelling at kids. And I told you, I told you on the pregame show, I guarantee you, Jeff Stoutland chewed them out for eight days getting ready to this game. I guarantee you, Jonathan Gannon heard all the noise coming around the tri-state region about his soft defense and not being more aggressive and more physical. I guarantee you the players have talked about this leading up to this game tonight. And they came out with a different attitude, a different motivation, a different purpose, and they, 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 they accelerated right from the opening jump, and they didn't let up. But you're right. They sat on a certain point lead, Mike, and they didn't add any more points. And I'm thinking, they're going to let Minnesota back in this game. But they did not let up. Yeah. One iota. Not take me. And I want to. I want to thank Adam Thielen for for showing up tonight. I mean, my, in the fourth God, quarter. I mean, he didn't have a, a target until late in the game. He was invisible. Is he done? But that's what you we were uh, talking about. You know, is Minnesota that bad, or are the Eagles just that good? Now I'm going to give all the credit to the Eagles, but I also want to look at what Minnesota has become. Minnesota has become the Justin Jefferson show, and until Kirk Cousins begins to spread the ball around. Good teams are going to figure out a way to take Justin Jefferson away. If you've got an elite-level cornerback that can cover like Darius Slay, or if you make if you make up your mind as a defensive coordinator that you're going to double him at every turn and you're going to take him out of the game, then where's Kirk Cousins going to go? Because all his focus, and I'm not sure that it's just him, it might be game plan. They're focusing on Justin Jefferson. They've got to balance their offense up more to take some of the pressure off of Justin Jefferson. And that pressure off of him will make things better for Kirk Cousins. All right, your final is 24-7 to tonight in a one-sided game. And the people that were down at League of Financial must have had a tremendous time with that game because that's a lot of fun when a, when a team just demolishes the opponent and, and weren't even they weren't even in it. Uh, so you know what's inevitable now. That dominant performance is going to have people, this fan base, thinking that this could be a very special year. Seth, in the second game of the year, you know people are thinking SB. Hey, listen, the, right? the, Super Bowl. The, you know the, they're going to talk about it? The Eagles are 2-0, and okay? What better position can you be in? You played two games, you won two games. Now, it's a week-by-week -week thing. It's going to be a different set of circumstances every single week. But this is Philadelphia. And our expectations are going to grow as long as they keep winning and they keep winning in this fashion, our expectations are going to grow. Our job is to be excited about the team that's on the field. Their job is to show up each and every week and prepare for each and every proponent individually for the next, what? 15 games. 15, 15 yeah. games, okay, and see where the chips fall. You know, and, and you have no control over anything but showing up each and every week and putting in the work and preparing yourself for each and every team, trying to win as many games as you can to get the best slot that you can at the, in the tournament at the end of the year. You know, yeah. this is a weird stat. The Eagles have not been 2-0 at the start of the season since 2016. Well, Carson Wentz's first year. Yes. Wow. And, and they get him next week. That's going to be interesting because, like Seth said, one thing we know about is Carson Wentz. You hit him a few times, you especially come up the middle and put pressure on him, you could have a, week, a repeat of what we saw from Kirk Cousins tonight. All right, we that got all that. We a lot to, uh, to talk about on this show, and we're going to go deep into the night. Again, we're, we're live from the, the uh, Ocean Casino Resort, and you can see behind us the great gallery, bar, book, and games. 
Uh, we're going to have uh, Lane Johnson. Devin Caney's going to join us. You stay right there. I know it's late. Hang in there with us. It is the uh, Eagles Pond La Hockey postgame show live right here from Ocean Casino on Jacob Sports. Back after this. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go first. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com.
right, welcome back to the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. Uh, let's let's talk to a man who played in this beauty of a game tonight. Uh, Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson joins us from the locker room. And Lane, Mike Missinelli here with Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. I got to ask you, uh, as systematic as this game was tonight, what is it like to play in a scheme that is just rat-a-tat-tat down the field and working on all cylinders? And it takes everybody, you know, doing their job collectively and individually. Uh, I knew I had a matchup in my hands, Jordan and I, with Daniel Hunter and Sedaria uh, Smith. So that was that was my thought process every snap. But uh, yeah, we uh, we threw the ball well. Uh, at times, ran the ball well. Um, I felt like we we you know we left a lot of points out there in the second half and uh, could have done more. But in the end, uh, wins a win. Elaine, hey, what was the, the uh, design offensive game plan going into the game tonight? D how much did you stick to the script, and how much did you guys have to alter the script a little bit as you attacked that defense? Yeah, I mean, we knew they had good edge defenders, uh, probably you know some of the best we're going to see all, all year. Uh, wanted to run the ball, maybe set up some play action, and then we got to where um, we were running a lot of the tempo. We felt like we could get them tired. It's like we ran a lot of plays the first half. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the second half we got a little bit sloppy, but I felt like, um, you know, we made some big plays through the air and then at times uh, ran the ball effectively when we needed to. Lane, how, how happy are you for Jalen? Um, here's a guy that's just been under a lot, of, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. People talking about he can't play from the pocket, he takes off from the pocket too early, so on and so forth. I mean, listen. 26 of 31, he only missed five passes tonight yeah. for 323 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, you just got to be ecstatic to be able to block for a guy, you know, that's coming along the way he's coming along. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that, uh, I mean, you, uh, you, you get a lot of respect for him because just how he, you know, works every day, uh, you know, out there on the field, in the locker room, how he, how he uh, handles his teammates. And I feel like the criticism, I mean, he uses it to his advantage to uh, to propel himself. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just it's really, you know, his second year really, um, you know, with this offense and, and taking off. So, I mean, the more you play, the more experience you get. There, there is no substitution for that. So, and I think you're seeing it now. And with every good quarterback, you have great weapons. So, we spread the ball around the day a lot. Um, you know, A.J., Devontae, Dallas, and uh, – you know, guys in the backfield ran the ball well when we needed to. And, and uh, yeah, man, uh, Minnesota was a good team. We knew it was going to be a fight coming in. And, you know, I feel like the second half we could have we could have done more and, uh, and not made it, you know, so, I guess, sloppy. Uh. Lane, the, the RPOs were deadly. Uh, in fact, everything you guys did, you broke a couple long passes. You, you got them confused back there. Uh, were you surprised that the Vikings didn't really adjust to anything that you guys were doing? Um, yeah, I mean, that's why we were trying to press, uh, you know, tempo. We're trying to run a lot of plays, get those guys tired. Uh, I feel like they were substituting a lot. You can see that as far as their, their defensive ends. And uh, that was the goal. And, um, yeah, I mean, the first half was electric. I feel like the second half, we, you know, we could have could have done more to, to, to make the game, you know, not so back and forth. But, uh, yeah, good execution first half. Second half could have been better. I, mean, I feel like that's the that's the end of the end of the story. Hey Lane, this was almost a perfect storm for you guys on both sides of the football tonight. Outstanding play on both sides of the football. But I have to bring this up: what was going on with the multiple ineligible man down the field problems? 
I don't know. It felt like we just kept on getting sloppy Joe sandwiches. Hey, he just, <laughs> just just brown bag lunches. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you, man. It was it was back to back to back. I mean, and when you're in it, I mean, you can't really do anything about it. Right. Try to adjust. We try to adjust on the sideline and and figure out what it is, but we'll have to adjust. Um, you know, next week. You know, there's a lot of some of these RPOs where you have to ooze. You know, you, you want to get up some linebackers sometimes quick, mm-hmm. but you know, when the ball's in the air and you're downfield, it's you know they'll, they'll, they'll throw the flag on you. So we got to work on that. Jason, tell us what was what was practice like last week? Because you know, when we had you on last last Sunday night, you talked about the protection and some of the issues that you guys were having with what the Lions were showing you uh, yeah. last last week. Now. This team to, to, to tonight was just a different animal. You know, they didn't really come a whole lot. They really relied on the front four. But just give us a glimpse into what practice was like with Stout last week leading into this game at the possibility that the Minnesota Vikings might come in and try some of the things that you saw in, in, in Detroit last week. Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, the first game is, you know, you only had limited amount of um, film uh, to what they're doing. And kind of get caught off guard and make adjustments the best you can. Um, but, you know, with this team, I feel like they know that they can get, get home a lot with their front four, especially the, the, the guys they have on the edge. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I, I don't think nothing caught us off guard, much like, uh, you know, last week. Like we knew what, the, knew what they were going to do. And, uh, you know, with those hands, they'll move them around. You saw them uh, move them inside over the guards, put Daniil and Sedarius on the same side, run run different games. So, um, you know, a little bit different than Detroit. It's like uh, Detroit had a little bit of blitz zero last week. And, uh, you know, some stuff we, we were hot and, and uh, didn't pick up like we wanted to. But, you know, that's how, that's how it goes the, the first couple of weeks. There's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. And the, and the more film you get on people, uh, you know, the better better you can be. Mm. Lane, last one for me. You guys are on the map. I mean, this is a Monday night football game. The, the, the whole nation saw how efficient and, and the, the Philadelphia Eagles and how dominant they were. That sometimes could be a trap. Now, you got a division game coming in next yeah. week, short week. How do you avoid that trap? Man, you got to go into every game like you're outgunned and outmanned. You got to have that mentality like uh, you're in the deep end of the pool. Um, it's, it's very easy to, uh, you know, to sit back after you know a big time win like that and and uh, and not press yourself and that's that is the trap. So if you uh, you go into any game, especially in this league, um, you know feeling like you you've got it made and uh, you know you have that mindset, you can get uh, corrected very quickly. So you know after after a few years playing, man, I, I've seen it all. So um, like I said, man, you got to go into each game like you're outgunned um, and, and overmatched and have that mentality. And so. You know, next week's a division opponent, and uh, we know what's at stake. And uh, enjoy the win tonight. Uh, get rest tomorrow, and get ready for uh, practice Wednesday. Hey, Lane, this offense is now score, or this team has now scored 62 points in the first two games. You practice with these guys all spring, summer camp, preseason, uh, in the span of eight days, two games in eight days. Is there anything that has surprised you about the way this offense is played in particular? I mean, just from the talent-wise, I mean, I, I expect a lot just from the guys that we have out there. I feel like we put a lot of, um, you know, expectations on ourselves to perform well just with the talent we have in the room. And, and it really, man, it's, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's all it's all about what you do on the practice field. It's easy to, 
to, to take days off and, and, and not push yourself. But when you push yourself in practice and, and make it as, as game-like as possible, um, when crunch time comes, you'll be prepared. So you know, that's, that's what coaches preach. That's what a lot of the players preach. And uh, I mean, that's really the only way to success in the NFL. Last one, Lane. Um, you know, next week you got a division foe in Washington. Um, you know, a guy that you spend quite a few years blocking for is now the quarterback there. And obviously, you know, you can't affect what he does on the field. Any extra motivation you feel may come from this team with the ability to not only play a division game, but an opportunity to play against Carson? Man, as, as much as you want to get emotions involved, I feel like when you get over emotional game, man, you lose focus. And, and uh, like I said, man, you just – the team in front of you is just an object. You try to be emotionless and – and uh, take it like that. Don't put, don't put too much into the into you know uh, it's our ex teammate or, or whatnot. I mean, obviously we know that, but uh, emotionless, uh, faceless, and uh, I mean we all have a job to do, and we know that. And and try to be three and zero. That's the goal. Hey Lane, last question for me because it's a topic I brought up on the pregame show and at the top of this show tonight. I had said that um, Jeff Stoutland got on you guys all week about cleaning up some stuff. How yeah. much did he get on you guys? Uh, I wish you had a recording of our beating rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I basically said for eight days he chewed you guys out. Was I accurate or not? Uh, yeah, you spot on. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's hell on the field, and then it's just hell when you get in the, class, in the classroom. <laughs> you know I mean, sometimes if he ain't even yelling at you, it feels like he's yelling at you just because his voice is raised, but. Uh, I mean, that's how he's that's how he's always been. He's been around great coaches. Uh, he's he, he is one of the best coaches of yep. like in the National Football League, and I mean, and he, he demands a certain standard. And when that standard's not met, man, he gets he gets very upset. And uh, we know that, and and we try to we try to make it easier for him and uh, by executing. Lane uh, Grigwin, uh, very impressive. Yes, uh, get some rest, and uh, we'll be back at it next week with you guys. Yeah. But. Like I said, you're on the map now, and you're on the map nationally, and Monday Night Football has uh, a lot to do with that. So, uh, great game. We'll talk to you next Congrats, week. Congrats, man. Thanks, right, man. Go get some sleep, too. <laughs> right. Be good, bro. <laughs> All right, Lane Johnson, live from the lake as the Eagles win 24-7 to in a dominant performance. And I'm, I'll tell you, Jalen Hurts is now – I'm on him. I had to give it up. I, I've been laying back, laying back, but tonight was just a, a, just a great performance. Very impressive. Oh, there's no, there's no question about it. Um, I think, at least through the first two games of the season, each game has presented a different problem for him. And I said last week, and I'll say it again tonight, every week he is going to have to adjust to different schemes that are coming after him. Defensive coordinators are going to try to do everything to trick him up, disguise different things. He has responded admirably over the first eight days of this season in two different, completely different scenarios of how he attacked the defense and, of course, beat two defenses as well. So kudos to him for answering the call. A lot of people who were suspect about what he is or what he is not, I think right now a lot of people can be quiet right now about what Jalen Hurts is. Uh, we're coming back. David Katie's going to join us. And I, I, the Marks Jewelers Diamond Debate is coming up with Devin. And I, apparently she's wearing some new ice tonight. New like, ice? Like the, yeah, the $35,000 uh, necklace. Ne necklace what, like Wasn't good enough? She's going to top it this week <laughs> as we come back on the uh, Eagles postgame show. Uh, sponsored by Pond La Hockey live at Ocean Casino on Jacob Sports back after this.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post-game show. I'm Devin Caney, and it is time for my diamond debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Guys, I'm wearing some new ice today. I don't know if you noticed. Whoa! Little, yeah, I know. A little blinding, a little shiny, a little ice cold like Jalen Hurts played in today's game. Devin, don't, like let, don't let Kendra see that, please. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What are we, what, what we rocking tonight? What do you got? Uh, tonight I have a – it's a two-piece. It's a choker and – 
I don't know what you call this. I sh I, a pendant? Okay. A diamond, okay. yeah. It's a very large diamond that dangles yeah. there. Quite, I, I, quite large, yeah. yes. Can, can yeah. I just yeah. borrow that for like about a week? Just a week. Can you can you cover for me? Uh, I'm gonna have to ask Mark's Jewelers about that one. <laughs> now last week you rolled out 35k. Yeah. On the neck. This is I hear more. I think it's more, but I didn't ask because I didn't okay. want to know. Okay. I don't need that responsibility, Mike. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that they're even trusting me to wear this. Right at, now. at any rate, it's the diamond debate. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. So. Diamond debate, and today's diamond debate is, have the Eagles solidified themselves as legitimate playoff contenders? 77% say yes, 2.6% say no, and the rest say too early to tell. Guys, I'm honestly uh, a little bit undecided on this one because it is only week two, but I do think the Vikings were one of uh, the most, I mean, if you look ahead at the Eagles schedule, they're a pretty talented team in terms of other opponents that the Eagles have to face. So I said before this game that if the Eagles did get a win, it was promising they could be, you know, maybe a 12-win team this season. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm a little bit, uh, I'm kind of questioning myself well, on that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Mike, what I do you don't think? Th I don't think there there is any question that they're, they're a, a playoff contender. Uh, if you look at this division, first of all, Dallas, I, I know, listen, new quarterback, I get it. A lot of people, including Seth, thinks they're better off with Cooper Rush's quarterback. <laughs> I agree. Which I don't I agree. think at all. I think that first game was like the backup goalie theory where everybody had to play harder because they had the backup quarterback in there and the other team took them lightly. So I think the Eagles have the edge over the Cowboys right now. If they win a division, obviously they're in a good playoff spot. No, you're not feeling it. You're not, you don't, wait, wait, hold it. Seth, tell us what's on your mind. Seth, you don't want to go that far yet to say they just, win the division? Listen, it's, it's early in the season. I picked the Eagles to, to make the playoffs. If they could make the playoffs last year at 9-8, they certainly can make the playoffs with the second easiest schedule in the NFL this year, and they're only going to be that much better. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that believe that the Minnesota Vikings were going to, for the first time in, I think, 10 years, supplant the Green Bay Packers as the NFC North, you know, champions this year. And look what they did to them last week. So, and a lot of people had, when you looked at the power rankings, you looked, a lot of people had the Minnesota Vikings ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you look at this, how dominant they were tonight, yeah. you, you'd have to be crazy if you just, just looking at the rankings, believe that the Eagles aren't going to be, you know, a playoff contender. Well, let's just look at the simple. Do you see anybody else winning this division right now? No, on paper, no. But here's what I will add. I'll throw this in as a caveat. We're, we're eight days into the season. You have three teams that are 2-0. and You have 11 teams out there that are 1-1. One and one. By week five, week six, the, the contenders are going to separate themselves mm -hmm. from the pretenders. No question about it. Right now, you have to consider. When you talk about representatives of the NFC in a Super Bowl for this season, right now as we sit here tonight, you have to include the Philadelphia Eagles because I have not seen another offense in the NFC that has been more impressive over two games than the Philadelphia Eagles right my, now. My only concern with the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was the same as what my concerns were last year when they went into the playoffs. Okay, they started off last year 2-5. and five. The majority of the teams that they played through that seven-game you know, stint were playoff-caliber football teams, and they didn't fare well. They gave Correct. up 42 to you know Kansas City. They turned around and gave up 41 to the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. When they got to the second half of the season, they played against teams. I mean, they were 
for lack of better term, they were just the sisters of the poor the last 10 yeah, they games. Yeah, they played lousy okay. quarterbacks. But okay, thinking, okay like, but, my, but, but my point is, my point is, they're playing the, the, the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Right. By the time they get to the playoffs, if they get home field and they're in the top two, they're going to they're gonna get an easy team to, to play in the first round. True. But in order for them to get to where they want to get to, the upper echelon teams in the NFC, they're not going to face those teams until they get to the playoffs. Do you think will they, they, will they be ready those by upper them? echelon teams? Not That's, just in the NFC East, well, but in the NFC. Well, it's just like anything else. In my opinion, in order to beat good teams, you have to play good teams along the way. Then you, you, you kind of you can gauge those things and you understand what it takes how, how to raise your level well, in order to get that done. I, I will also add this as well. You have to learn how to win before you win. Okay. Now, the last thing, one of the main things we talked about all offseason leading into the season, not, not, when I say we, not us, but the consensus right. was, this team had not beaten a team with a winning record, had not beaten a good team yeah. last year. Uh, they beat a team that was considered a good team. They smoked this team. They right. dominated this team. Okay. So that's a significant step in terms of, Learning how to rise to the occasion against better teams. Okay. Devin, what, what was the question that you asked? So the way it no, was worded. The question was, are they a playoff contender? Right. Yeah. We yeah. died. We died. Solidified we got deeper, Mike. As they a solidified themselves playoff a playoff contender. contender. Stay with us, Mike. Let's take Come on, it, Mike. Hold it. Let's take it a little at a time. If they're going to win, do I think that they're better right now than Tampa Bay or the Rams or, or Green Bay? No, I don't know that. But they're good. They're the best team in our division right now. Yeah, but I said, you, you didn't hear what I said. I said, as we sit here eight days into the season, you have to include them into in, in one of the elite teams in the NFC right now. From what we've seen, the Rams are struggling. Green Bay is still trying to figure out their receiving core. Okay? Tampa Bay, no, Brady no, 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 has no offensive line. Well, no, no, no. Okay, Let me ask so. this. Do you think the Vikings are an elite team? Are they a good team? I think they're a good team. I wouldn't consider them elite because when you look at their defense, their defense was not a dominant defense. Do you Coming think that they game. changed the whole Eagles haven't played a legitimately good team narrative? As of right now, yes, because okay. the Eagles had not beaten a team with a winning record. Okay, They finally beat a good team with a winning record that was coming right. off an impressive win against a Green Bay team that many consider is one of the favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. So it's a, it's a gradual step in maturity for this team. Listen, in, in, order, in order to answer your question, you have to ask yourself, if the Eagles took the, took the field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, would they win? If they took the, t took the field against the L.A. Rams, would they win? You know, you, you have to ask yourself I, I, I those questions. If, if, you, if you're talking about Super Bowl, right, right. Yeah, I mean, but we're talking right now. By the time we get to the end of the season, if those two teams and if Green Bay's young wide receivers can find themselves, yes. then you have to ask yourself, if we're talking about Super Bowl, then you have to ask yourself, can they legitimately, are they good enough? Have they played enough good teams leading into those types of matchups right. to be competitive against those three teams? Because one of those three teams are going to go to the Super Bowl well, out, of the, out of the NFC you this think year. So? You don't you don't include the Eagles right now? No, in listen, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they can't. Okay. Because that's, 2000, that's 2000, 2017 proved that anything can happen. Okay. So <laughs> when they play Green Bay this season, Green Bay will be well into their young receivers right. trying to find their way. They're going to play an Arizona team in a couple of weeks that had one heck of a comeback yesterday against a quarterback who's like a net. You can't swat him half right. the time. So those those are also learning curves. If they beat those two teams, 
Yes, we have to consider this Listen, team. Listen, I agree. I, I just I need to see it. Because, uh, you because know, last the year when I was watching this show, noticed there was a tissue box here earlier. What? And one of our stagehands just took it away. I requested a tissue box. Were you crying? I'm, I'm crying at their negativity. Who's <laughs> negativity? I can't believe it. They're pulling back the reins. You see Already, he's trying to suck us in, right? After a game like this, you're pulling back the reins. They smoked this team 24-7? to 7? And you're going to go, well, let's hold on? They smoked the yes. team 24 to 7 in the first half. They scored zero <laughs> points it. in the second Devin, half. Devin, I, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I, think, I think you have to have more positive questions if Mike is going to cry over the negativity. Yes. Bring you know what? Mike, you know what? Bring we're going to Mike, we're going to force. We're going to force D-Gun and Seth to be rays of sunshine. Guys, what is one bright spot, one silver lining? What made you so excited during this game? Positivity only. Without a doubt. Um... I'm happy for Jalen Hurts, yeah. but I'm happy for Jonathan Gannon. There you go. That, that, oh, that, there you okay. go. That he yes. finally, that he finally, uh, that he finally found himself as a, as a defensive play caller tonight. I'm going to be nice about it. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you, Seth. I'm going to I'm going to tap into your defensive prowess and, and agree with you. I, as well as everybody, have been very critical of Jonathan Gannon. We have screamed about Jonathan Gannon's defense for eight days leading up to this game. And many of us expected a similar performance compared to last week. This defense rose to the occasion. Jonathan Gannon blitzed more. You held this Minnesota offense to under 300 yards. Dalvin Cook, one of the elite running backs in the game, 17 yards rushing. One of the elite pass catchers in the game, and Justin Jefferson held to under 50 yards receiving. The offense put the, up almost 500 yards on a decent defense. Not a great defense, a decent defense. So why did that offense do a lot of it? Because this defense put them in prime position with three picks and made them more comfortable, allowed them to play a lot looser. So, yes, for tonight, and I emphasize, I can't emphasize enough because people are going to say, D-Gun's on the gang wagon. I'm hanging off the back of the rail of the gan wagon. Look, I'm hanging off the back of the rail of the gan wagon right now. I'm not sitting in the driver's seat yet. I'm still hanging on. But yeah. I'm going to give the man his props tonight for what he dialed up against his Minnesota offense. And if you think I'm going to put Jonathan Gannon over Jalen Hurts tonight in the, in the best game of his career, you're crazy. We, we Both say, you guys we, are crazy. We didn't There's say one over, answer to that question. What answer? No, it's the quarter, no. It's the quarterback. It's multiple with answers. The brightest spot tonight. It's multiple answers. Uh, no, listen. It, it, it. You have to be happy for Jalen because of all that he yes. has to. Yes. That, that he had to endure. I'm not. I'm not denying that. Okay. But in order for this team to win and win consistently and get to where they need to be, they need to play complementary football. Okay. I expect for Jalen Hurts, not unlike everybody else, because right, right. as an eighth-round draft pick, the one thing that I know is that I will never question what drives and what motivates another player because I've been in that position before. Right. Okay. I know what it feels like for there to be no expectations for me to make the team or no one to believe in me but me. Okay. So I never talk about what Jalen Hurts can or what he can't do because I'm not in his heart. I'm not even. I'm in. His, I'm not in his mind, and I'm not in his motivations until he showed me he can't do it. Right. right. I'm never going to question whether he can do it right. or not. Now that I've seen that he can do it, okay, I expect for him to step up and play a more on a more consistent basis, like he played tonight. Is he going to light it up that way every single night? No. That's why you have three phases of the team. You've got a defense, an offense, and special teams. And every once in a while, 
the defense ain't going to show up, and the special teams and the offense right. has got to carry. That's right. And vice versa. Yeah. But see. this defense has got to play the way that they play tonight. Come on, tonight Mike. Get on the wagon, Mike. Them, in order for them to be successful. Come on, Mike. You're, you're always looking ahead. You're always projecting. <laughs> I, however, stay in the moment. <laughs> That's why I. I oh, that's man. why I'm zen. Like, hey, hey, Mike, I stay in the moment. Mike, have yeah, you ever played? Mike, have, have, have you ever you played? People hear your name. They 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 think of the word <laughs> they zen. zen. Right. That's the, exactly the, what they the, equate no your name with. moment tonight is Jalen Hurts. I have to ask. Satisfied with it, I'm going to take. Listen, I have to ask the question, Mike. Have you ever have you played? Okay, because let me tell let me tell you something about this game. Should I step those, back those, and let you two sit next to each other? Those players. No, you have to mediate. <laughs> those players know full well that they got one night tonight to celebrate. And if you think that that coaching staff is, hasn't already begun to work for next week, right. because it ain't about what you did, it's about what's in front of you. And that's all that matters at this point. Because you can't go back and do anything about the game that happened tonight. But you got an opponent coming up next week and a guy who you thought was going to be the franchise guy for this organization for the next 15 years, and he wanted out. I want to see the same. I, I, the, what you saw tonight is what I want to see them do yeah, to Carson exactly. Wentz next week. Yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. But, Seth, just be happy. I am happy. Be happy. Let me I'm see happy. A, let me see I'm a happy smile. for Jalen. see a smile. I'm happy for Jalen. I'm happy right. for the defense. Feel, I'm happy for feel, Rich. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Gannon. I feel, I'm, ha I'm, happy for, I'm happy for Sirianni. I feel hey, a listen, when the Eagles win, it's right a good now. thing, man. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable right now. Tiga needs to take a moment. Right. He's not used yeah, to positivity. We're going to take a break. Look, look, look at that ice she's wearing. Look at it. Look, get a close-up of that ice. Yeah, Mark Jewelers. Diamond exceeding forty thousand, maybe. <laughs> 40, um, sure, we'll go with. Yeah, it's, we'll go it's fifty. Gotta, I bet you know, but you won't tell us. It's easy for Look, I'm not trying to put a hit price on my head here. <laughs> she, she's got security <laughs> all over this. the place here. She's collected all this stuff. Like it's going to be a different chain every week, and she's and she, it's in her jewelry box. She's That's getting free one. gifts, man. What are yeah, we getting? A bottle of water? What the heck are we getting Oops. here? Oops! I failed to return it. <laughs> it's the Pond La Hockey Eagles post game show. We got some crazy folks here, and we got a lot of show left right here. Can We're you give me a down Ocean ring? Casino after this? I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one. And we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. All right, welcome back to the Pond La Hockey post-game show. We're live right here at Ocho Casino Resort. Beautiful uh, background that we have here. Uh, live at the Gallery Bar, Book and Games. And if you're watching us, you're watching us on 6abc.com and Jacob uh, Sports YouTube channel. Eagles, just a downright thrashing of the Minnesota Vikings tonight, 24-7. And to me, the MVP, Jalen Hurts, I, I think uh, this game was an arrival of Jalen Hurts as a a really solid uh, to premier quarterback in this league. His numbers are really uh, good. 26 of 31, 333 yards, 108.7 rating. But to me, it was uh, his ability to move the ball down the field. Very decisive, very accurate, and it didn't look like the Vikings could do anything about it. No, and, and the good thing about Jalen was, you're right, he didn't just have to stick on one target. That offensive line gave him enough time to where when the first option wasn't open, he, he found that second or third option in his offense. And that's a significant part of, of his growth as well. I thought he threw a beautiful ball. We keep talking about, not we, but in general, people keep talking about a lack of arm strength throwing a deep ball. He threw a perfect strike down the field to Quez Watkins. I thought the best ball that he threw all night 
was that floater to the sidelines. He threw over the top to Dallas Goddard, and Goddard dropped, dropped it. Yeah. yeah, that was a beautiful pass. You had a, you got a uh, guy playing high on him and a guy playing low. He dropped it right in the bucket, and Goddard dropped that pass. You know, that's the kind of thing I've been waiting to see from Jalen Hurts. And man, he's really on point with his passing now. Listen, I, I think we can begin to kind of pull back on, you know, what Jalen can't do and what his arm strength says that he can't do. 53 yards in the air. Not bad. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the people talking about him having a noodle arm and him not having accuracy, some of those slants, some of those windows that he put the ball in tonight were just downright impressive. No question. I mean, you just – he was decisive in where he wanted to go. It wasn't one of those situations where he was looking to see if the guy was going to be open. He put the ball in the window. The receiver caught it. I mean, and when you start to look at the numbers, I mean, my goodness, Dallas Goddard had six targets. He caught five. Devontae Smith had seven targets. He yeah. caught all seven of them. Quez had two targets. He caught all, all two of those. Um, A.J. Brown, five of eight. Zach Pascoe, two for two. I mean, well-designed play, that yeah, Pascal I mean, play for first yeah, down. And, and you've got to you got to begin to start talking about and thinking about his completion percentage. Last week he was just barely over fifty percent. This week, I mean, I, I don't know what the percentages are right now, but I mean he's got to be darn near in the seventy percentile, if not higher. You know, from a, from a percentage standpoint, and that was one of the biggest things from last last year that we talked about. And not only that, but also talking about you know, third downs. I mean, the Eagles had, you know, 25 third downs, seven for 13. And, you know, when you talk about converting at that rate, you know, as a defensive team, what you're trying to do is you're trying to hold your opponent to right around 33%. You know, I mean, he was over, they were over 50% on third downs tonight. You know, so, I mean, those things are the things that I look for. Your ability to convert third downs, how many third downs you're converting in, in, in opposition to how many your opponent is, you know, and how and, and time of possession. I mean, they dominated time of possession, 36-14 to 23-46. Um, I mean, to me, those are the big things that gives you a telltale sign of how dominant, you know, this yeah. football team is. a couple really good third down conversions yeah. on that first drive. Let's right. talk about a couple plays, though. I want to talk about you know, the Quez Watkins touchdown play. Now <laughs> – yeah, as a defensive player, I'm watching it, you're watching it. Now, I know what happens. The, the safety cuts to Goddard on that play. Right. But Watkins is running right past him. I mean, like, just right past him. How do you ignore a player who, who goes on a, on a, a, a jet and, and just let him go? Listen, I don't think that it's one of those things where he ignored him. You know, when you're playing halves coverage and you're 12, 12 yards deep, your key is the tight end. What the mistake that he made is he didn't see that Quez Watkins' split was cut down. And when the split is cut down like that, that condenses everything. So he's reading the tight end, and the tight end pushes up the field. I mean, it's a great route combination to kill cover two because that cornerback is the problem. That cornerback, if he doesn't get depth, if he doesn't get depth, then he's going to throw that ball to Goddard for another big play. You know, but sometimes it just happens where your eyes get stuck on your key for too long, and he didn't get any depth. It's the cardinal sin, you know, for halves for half safeties. And when that ball is snapped, you got to be deeper than the deeper than deeper than the deepest. Yeah. So you better be pedaling the minute that those guys up front are, are are responsible for the run. You're responsible for not letting anybody get behind you. So when that ball is snapped, you better be backpedaling. 
and then expand your vision as you backpedal. What he did is he had dead feet, and he was looking at Goddard. He was playing the play the whole way, and Quez Watkins just ran, ran, ran right by him. By the time he realized it, it was too late. Once the tight end, the, the linebacker released the tight end. The cornerback should have had Goddard out in the flat when he broke. The safety bid on it, and once he bid on it, he could not pivot his hips quick no. enough to catch up. It, it, it almost looked like he out. ran to Goddard as Watkins yeah. was running yeah. past him. It was lights that's, out. That's, that's, was, that was the weird play about. He blew now, his he blew his coverage is what yeah. he did. All right, let's look at the play where Jalen scores, bulling his way to the end zone, and and of course Monday Night Football crew cuts right to him squatting 600 pounds as a pup, like way back when. This guy is really strong. Well, it's one of the reasons why I don't really worry about him getting hurt. You know, when you look at Lamar Jackson and the way that he runs around, he's a lot more frail and a lot more fragile than Jalen Hurts. I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts' thighs, you look at, you know, the way that he's built, and he's put on some weight in his upper body as well. Um, I still don't, you know, I'm like Gunner. I don't yeah. want to see him, you know, take unnecessary hits. Right. And I think each week he's getting better and better at selecting what he needs to take and what he doesn't need to take. Where he needs to really stay away from is stay away from those linebackers and stay away from those defensive lines. I think defensive linemen. I think he turns into a completely different runner the minute he gets to the back end. Those little DBs, I think he believes that he can run those guys over. I believe there's a lot of DBs who underestimate his strength because you look at him physically, he's not the biggest quarterback out there. But when he gets to that second level, how many times do you see him breaking tackles when safeties and cornerbacks are trying to tackle him one-on-one? It doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if he's going down, it's because he's feeling pressure for coming from somewhere else. But the fact that he kept turning his legs and kept moving, and you see, and the one thing that drives me nuts about defensive backs across the league, who taught these people how to tackle up high? <laughs> Why are you tackling people up high? You see it all the time in the National Football League. You got to get low and take his legs out from under. I don't care who the ball carrier is. You got to get under them and take their legs out from under them. You see these guys grabbing shoulder pads and up around the numbers all the time, and I'm thinking, what kind of football is this? But that's the way they practice tackling yes, now. Yes, yes. They're either diving, tackling these big donuts that roll on the ground, or they're diving and tackling. Yes. You know, uh, the, these dummies up high. Listen, when I was coaching my little young kids, ten year olds, I'm like, listen, they can't run without those. If you take those away, they can't go anywhere. But if you try to go up top and get the shoulder pass, they're going to shake you off. If they're bigger and they're exactly. stronger than you are, they're just going to throw you off. So I don't understand why the first guy isn't trying to just take the legs and everybody else clean it up. But, hey, the, the thing is, you know, the thing I love about that play is when Jalen got outside and he got to the sideline, yep. he looked and he was like, there's nobody here. Yeah. And then automatically something in his head clicked and he was like, oh, I'm scoring on this play. Yeah. And he was just not yeah, to like be denied re, on that play. I, like he I'll bet you, I'll, I'll bet you the back end of that defense thought he was going to step out of bounds Absolutely. at one point. And he kept the legs moving by then. It was too late. All right, let's talk about the other guy who can't run. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he's too intent on Monday Night Football. Uh, and Seth, I, I want to get into this with you. Is, is that a coincidence that in the, in the hottest lights possible – that he has lost 10 of 12 games, night games, or is it say something about him? Or? Well, I, I think that the NFL tries to, with their national games, to try to match up upper-level teams. You know, I mean, how many games do you see the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. on? 
on on primetime games. Right. You know, so most of the time, Kirk Cousins has faced, you know, better defenses when, when you're on primetime games. The truth of the matter is, you know, he is what he is. If you let him sit in the pocket, he can hurt you. There's not a throw that he can't make. There's not a read that he can't make. And when he feels comfortable, he doesn't make many mistakes. What makes Kirk Cousins inefficient is when you pressure him, when he feels pressure. I mean, even if you get close, that's enough to make him, to, 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 to just disrupt him and make him extremely nervous. And the Eagles tonight understood that. And they brought the pressure, they made him uncomfortable, and it paid off in a huge way. But don't, so, yeah, so, so, so when you talk about Kirk Cousins, a lot yeah. of times it's just the fact that, you know, when he plays against better teams that can pressure him, then he's going to, He's not going to have a good night. That's just that's just the truth of the matter. And, and don't forget, he played on a lot of bad Washington teams as well. They were getting a lot of prime okay. time games. There, you know, there's no doubt about that. He was he got lost in the shuffle down yeah. in Washington. All right. I don't know what his record is on Thursday or Sunday. They're they're night games as well. Maybe he's he's like one of these pitchers who can only pitch during, during yeah. Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what that is. You know, one of the underplay things. Miles Sanders kind of creeps up on you here. Uh, he finishes 80 yards on 17 carries which is a pretty solid night for, for Miles Sanders. And then you know, Boston Scott had, had a major run for a, a first down yep. when they gave him the ball on that, on that one play. They're, they're running game. They, they rushed 34 times. So, you know, that's okay. I love the way Miles Sanders is running with authority. He's running upfield, shoulders square, getting low when he has to. Last season, Miles danced around the, behind the line of scrimmage just a little bit too much, trying to shake and bake too much instead of getting up the field. You can tell he's putting his foot in the ground, one one step and gone up the field. And he's getting what he can get. And I know there's a lot when it comes to Miles Sanders, and we talked about it last week. Miles Sanders is on another mission because this is a big money year, potential big money year for him. And that's great because that's exactly what the Eagles need mm -hmm. from your lead running back. Now, he has 17 carries tonight. And, Seth, I think you and I agree that 15 to 17 carries is perfect for a Miles Sanders to keep him more durable and to enhance his longevity with his offense throughout the season. Well, you're gonna, you're not. Again, you, I'm of the opinion you're not gonna see him carry the ball more than 16, 17, or 18 times per game. Right. right. Last game he had 13 for 90 something yards. Um, so I just, I just believe that you know there's some kind of analytics that the Eagles have that says that anytime a running back gets over, you know. 18, 19 carries per game, that the probabilities and the likelihood of injuries go up exponentially. So they're monitoring, you know, what Miles is doing. And, and, and listen, I know how running backs are. Running backs like to get lathered up. Right. They like to get a bunch of carries to kind of get into the flow of the game. But you can see early, he had some success. His first run from scrimmage was for a first down. I think it was 11, 12 yards. Right. And, you, and I'm thinking, oh, man, they're about to feed the beast tonight. And then all of a sudden, they come out the next series after they score, and Boston Scott comes on the field. And then Kenneth Gainwell came on the field. And I like those both of those guys. They both bring a different dynamic to what the Eagles want to do. That interception that Jalen threw late in the game, Kenneth Gainwell's got to catch that ball, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if he catches that ball, he might still be running right now. You know, so it's just the little things. I think that they're set right there. Just as long as they can stay healthy, they're set with those three guys in the running game. When you add Jalen and what he does to the running game, listen, they're, they're going to be – last year they were the number one running team in the NFL, 159 yards per game. 
They ran for 186 last week, 163 this week. They're off to a blazing start again, and a lot of that has to do with with um, um, Jalen, but it also has a lot to do with how Miles is running the ball too. Kudos to him. Quick thing on the defense, uh, we haven't talked much about tackles today because they tackled well tonight. I thought they they really tackled well. T.J. Edwards, uh, ten total tackles, seven solo, and Avante Maddox with eight tackles. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because you know, I know you're not the biggest TJ fan based on well, why he no, can't no, no, how no. he can't see, cover. See, you, you got you. <laughs> I'm, I like TJ, and I and I love the fact that last year, you know, he got a taste of what it was like to be a starter, and decided that no one, no matter even if you drafted Nicobe Dean, he's not going to supplant me. But when you look at their five man scheme, what they do is they take Kazir White out of the game. And they put T.J. Edwards in the game for the run fits. You know, my problem with that is that if I'm an offensive coordinator, then I'm going to target T.J. because he's not that good in coverage. Now, he was better tonight, but he doesn't cover like Kazir White. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the drive of the game. I got it all. all. It, was, it was a beautiful drive. And I'm not going to tell you which one it was because okay. it could have been the first one. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pondla Hockey Eagles postgame show. Mike Missanelli, uh, Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney is going to join us after this. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondly Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back to the Pond Lahaki Eagles postgame show. Well, we got our man who covered the game tonight down at the link, John McMullen, joining us now live from uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Hello, John, and uh, what are your impressions tonight? Um, all good. It, it's, I mean, that was one impressive performance. I, I did not see it coming. I think that was Jalen Hurts' best game as a professional. I think that in a modern NFL environment, guys, I don't want to overstate this, but that's as good as a cornerback can play as Darius Slay played tonight. He had a chance at five interceptions. He was all over Justin Jefferson, who a lot of people think is the best receiver in this league. Um, there's not much to complain about. You can then pick about the penalties, the illegal downfield stuff. And look, I, I don't think Minnesota played well. I don't think they came in with a good plan. I think, you know, all the people who criticized Jonathan Gannon now know at least there's one uh, defensive coordinator worse than him. Because I don't know what the heck Ed Donatel was trying to accomplish. But um, the Eagles the Eagles were good. And there's not much to criticize. Hey, hey, John, I, I love the way this offense came out and spread the wealth right out of the gate. This was not just the A.J. Brown show in this game. You got Devontae Smith uh, involved in the game early, and I was talking about the, the, the first drive in particular. You had three different guys running the football, four different guys who touched the ball in the receiving game, and when you look at the final analysis, eight different receivers caught the ball tonight, and I thought that was the definitive reason why they were so successful offensively against this Minnesota zone defense. Minnesota had no idea where the ball was going next. No, they didn't. Uh, and, you know, Nick Sirianni mentioned he used the phrase complete control for the second consecutive week for Jalen Hurts in this particular offense. Look, it was pretty clear Minnesota came in thinking, all right, we're going to make this kid throw the football. Um and he threw it better than he ever has, 26 for 31, over 80%. So he was the guy, all, all the Eagles fans say, you're letting quarterbacks throw for 80%, 80%. Last year, that's what Jalen Hurts did against the Vikings. He completed his first 11 passes. His first incompletion was seven minutes and one second left in the second quarter. And that should have been caught from Dallas Goddard, and it got stripped at the last second. Um he was incredibly sharp. Now, there was also a tremendous separation. Devontae Smith was wide open all night. 
We talked about him not getting a reception last week, seven receptions this week on on seven targets. A touchdown to Quez Watkins, he was open by 10 yards. Uh, so part of it was definitely Minnesota played a poor football game. But, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts was really, really good to the point you start to say to yourself, well, if he can do this, this team could be a legitimate contender. John, you know, it, it, it was just impressive to watch this kid, you know, where everyone, you know, questioned after last week, you know, watch him operate the way that he operated. But there's got to be a balance between what he saw last week and what he saw this week and what he'll see moving forward. There are some teams that are going to pressure him. Teams see now that if they let him sit in the pocket, get comfortable, that he can operate from the pocket within the, the framework of the offense that they've put, you know, at, at, at his helm. Um, yeah. How do they move forward? Because uh, I'm just really curious to see. I, I can't wait to watch, you know, the Washington film to see defensively what they're doing and how Jack Del Rio is yeah. is, is employing the, those players because it'll kind of give us a, an idea of what's going what it's going to look like next week because he's seen two extremes. Just we're going to come after you with pure pressure last week from the Detroit Lions. So oh, we're just going to sit back and zone and try and see whether you can make the throws where they need to be made. Well, you're right. You hit the nail on the head, Seth. Two extremes, right? It was blitz, blitz, blitz. Today it was zone, zone, zone. I think ultimately when you get a really good defense, and I don't think the Eagles have seen a really good defense yet, it's going to be a marriage of both of those things. And I think you go back to the playoffs last year, Todd Bowles in Tampa Bay. Um, put together a great plan, which I thought other teams would sort of try to copy against the Eagles. Now it's it's easier said than done because you need, you know, Vito Bay a push in the pocket. You need athletic safeties that are able to sort of keep Jalen Hurts pinned in. Um, but I thought people would try to replicate it. We haven't seen that yet. I think somebody's going to pick up that tape at some point and say, all right, this is how we defend Jalen Hurst, and we'll see. But right now, look, you can only do, uh, you know, you can only play against who you're playing against, right? So he got all the blitzes. He, he did a tremendous job with the off-schedule stuff, running the football. Uh, today, Minnesota dared him to throw the football. He threw the football. And by the way, he also had you know, two great touchdown runs that, you know, both of them were tremendous. So he's a very unique player. He's very difficult to stop. He's very, um, he wears on opposing defenses. Um, he's not traditional though. So I think people can't get away from that. They want, they think, you know, they think of quarterbacks as, as Justin Herbert types, Joe Burrow types. If you want to look at the younger quarterbacks, that's what they think uh, as a traditional quarterback. Jalen Hurts isn't that, but he proved today 83%, 331 yards, whatever it was. He proved today he can beat you from the pocket. He proved last week he, we all knew he could beat you with his legs. He's getting better and better. John, I think, uh, I think sorry, what, I just, 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 just because before we move off of that, I guess his greatest challenge will be facing a blitzing team the next time. 
and being able to make the side adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Because I think last week the biggest question was, why, it, why aren't the Eagles making side adjustments against this pressure defense? You know, yeah. and, and, and as I watched the game and I went back and watched the game two more times, and as I thought about it, I said, my goodness, the wide receivers aren't running solid side adjustment style routes. You know, no. they're just running their routes and they're leaving it up to the protection to pick up what's going on. But moving forward, to your point, another good defense is going to look at what Detroit did to him last week, and they're going to implement a more pressure-style defense. And the Eagles coaching staff, and, and I don't I don't lay that totally at Jalen's feet because if they don't have side adjustments built into the offense based upon what he sees yeah. pre-snap, that's not necessarily on him. The only thing he can do is run for his life when they send more than they can, than they can block. But that's going to be yeah. the challenge not only for him but also for this coaching staff to add that package to, you know, the, the, the blitz because somebody else is going to take that blueprint and try to stop him. Yeah, and that's a good point, Seth, because it is a coaching issue. Right now this offense is, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a, it's a college-like offense. It's, it's, you know, two progressions, high, low, uh, and then you get to the third maybe have a little dump off to the running back, but the Eagles would prefer Jalen Hurts run the football at that point anyway because he's more explosive than a little dump off to the running back. So you're right. If it's not built into the offense, I think a lot of people look at Jalen Hurts and say, well, why can't you be Tom Brady and do full field progressions? That's not, not what he's asked to do. But one of the positive things is, and you saw it today, that first read was there because Devontae Smith is open and A.J. Brown is open and Dallas Goddard is open. So the fact that those three receivers are so good is only going to help Jalen Hurts because if, if they can win, you don't have to worry about the other stuff. Mm. John, I agree with you. Obviously, his best game is the professional, but I'm trying to figure out the Vikings. and I'm trying to figure out their defensive game plan. They didn't make any adjustments at all and just allowed him to do what he did all game long. Why? Were you surprised at that? No. I'm, I mean, they, you know, a lot of people, Eagles fans should look at this game because the Vikings use the same scheme the Eagles do. So, you know, when Eagles fans got upset last year, Mike, about these 80% games, 90% games in the case of Derek Carr, um, that was what was happening. They were playing, um, you know, umbrella defense, zone defense on the back end. And if you don't get pass, if you don't get a pass rush, it becomes easy for veteran quarterbacks to complete passes. Um, you saw today from Jalen Hurts' perspective, 83.3. And Jalen's not known for his accuracy, but when you're going to make it that easy, it turns that easy. So they didn't get a pass rush. Uh, for the most part, and when that happens, and, and as I said, A.J. Brown was winning, Devontae Smith was winning especially, Dallas Goddard was winning, it becomes easy for the quarterback, and that's where the Eagles fans' frustrations came in with Jonathan Gannon. The Vikings got that with Ed Donatel, who runs the same defensive scheme. Hey, John, a lot of fans out there were somewhat concerned uh, when Darius Slay got hurt late in the game. I was told about a half hour ago that, that he's fine. Is that yeah, what you're hearing fine. as well down there? Yeah, he's fine. Darius, in fact, Darius talked after the game. Um, he he kind of uh, waved on Zach McPherson 
and then when the, uh, like you said, the turnover got inside the red zone, he waved it back off, went back in the game. So, you know, Darius, uh, I sh- shouldn't call him Darius, I'll get in trouble. Slay, um, <laughs> he, he had a chance at five interceptions. Yep. He had a chance at five interceptions. I Look, there were, in, in old school, you guys have been watching the league for a long time, Seth played. You've seen a lot of great corners, but it's different now because everything is shifted towards the offense. Everything's geared toward the offense. It's very difficult for cornerbacks to have that kind of dominant performance in the modern NFL against that receiver who everybody thinks is, if he's not the best receiver in football, he's right there with Devontae Adams. I, I, I mean, I, I can't give Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was spectacular, and I can't give him the player of the game because Darius Slay was so good. Yeah. Well, John, uh, listen, uh, that's a great win. That was very impressive. Monday Night Football win, and now they're they're on the map as one of the good teams in this league. I think uh, is it too soon to to jump to that conclusion? No. Well, I think it is because it's young. We've we've seen. You know, in the NFL, things happen early in the season. You see these swings. I mean, Minnesota thought they were good coming out of dominating Green Bay, and then they show up here and they play like this. So there's still a long way to go. uh, But uh, the first two games have been, you know, great from a coaching perspective because if you think about Detroit, you know, they had the seven-point lead. They lost it. You hang on to win the game. The coaches can sort of have a bunch of teaching moments, complain about things, nitpick about things. And then today, they dominated it, but you have all the penalties. You, you still have that illegal downfield stuff that, that harkens back to last year. The You know, Devontae Smith got the OPI on a rub route. The Eagles got a bunch of those last year holding penalties, false starts. So there's stuff for the coaching staff to say, look, guys, you've got to tighten this up. So it, it's a good situation for the coaching staff, and, and the Eagles are 2-0 uh, going into the first NFC East game. I think it's clear that they're the best team in the NFC East, and that's your first goal, That right? That's always your first goal, Seth. Win your division, and if you win your division, you're going to be in a position to do do some things in the playoffs. The Eagles look like the class of the NFC East. Hey, John, I, I, I'm looking at Miles Sanders eight game, eight, eight days into the Eagles season. I'm seeing a much more decisive runner, a more authoritative runner. What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, Miles has got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's in a contract here. We all know it. Uh, he's had some uh, injury issues the past couple of seasons. He's gotten this reputation of yeah. not being able to, to be the sort of bell cow back, which I don't think the Eagles want. I think they want a rotational system, but he's clearly their most talented runner. Um, and they need him. You know, one of the nitpick things I'll say late, this game was over and they did a design run to Jalen Hurts late in the game. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm in the camp that you can't legislate injuries. You can't prevent injuries. But that's just dumb to, to have this game totally in control. 
just hand the football off, whether it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, uh, whomever, just hand the football off traditionally. But Miles is, is, is a good running back. I think, you know, people skip steps early in his career when he had the good rookie season that kind of went a little bit too far. And I think now it's gone. It's like the pendulum theory. Now it's gone too far the other way. And they think he's not a good player. He's a good running back. He's not great, but he's a good running back. John, listen, thank you uh, for hanging in with us. Uh, I know it's a late night, but uh, very impressive win. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Get some sleep, man. All right, thanks, guys. That's John McCall live from Lincoln Financial Field as the Eagles do uh, just dominate the Minnesota Vikings night. 24 to 7. We still have game balls to give out and uh, a whole lot more on the Eagles uh, postgame show. Uh, sponsored by Pond Lee Hockey and uh, Jacob Sports. Back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com.
Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey post-game show. It's time for our D'Ambrosio drive of the game, you guys. I already know mine. I'm going to go first so you guys don't steal it from me. It is the third offensive drive for the Eagles. Uh, seven plays for 82 yards, ending in a 53-yard bomb to Quez Watkins for a touchdown to end the second quarter. Uh, I think that's an obvious choice why that is my drive of the game. But I really just loved that moment for Jalen Hurts because that is the type of play that a lot of Hurts naysayers have been saying he could never make. Uh, so we were all watching the game together, and when that play happened, I feel like it was silent in the room for like a split second because we were all a little bit in shock that that play happened, and it stood, and it actually counted as a touchdown without a flag being thrown or anything like that. Uh, that has typically happened for the Eagles in recent history. Uh, Seth, what is I'm your going, drive of the game? I'm going with the first one. I mean, 11 plays, 82 yards. You know, they ate up five minutes and, and 52 seconds right out the gate to just make a statement that this is what it's going to be like all night. We're going to dominate. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, if you don't set the tone from the beginning, it's hard to set the tone later on. I mean, I love how they started this football game. Tegan? I'm going to go with the drive in the second quarter on the one where Jalen Hurts ran 26 yards for the touchdown with authority. They started out that drive with two pass plays and they ended it with four consecutive running plays. And you look at every play on this drive, they gouged them for 19 yards, 16 yards. Um, and and Jalen Hurst caps a seven-play, 85-yard drive. When you think about this, it was a six-play drive, and it only took three minutes to complete. Mm. And, I, and, and I know Minnesota was caught off guard with the power, the lower leg power of a Jalen Hurts, and that's embarrassing. You know how many times the defensive coordinator is going to show that play to his guys for the rest of the week? You let a quarterback punk you on a play like that. So that is my drive of the game. I am with you 100%. Yes, Mike. And, and here's the reason. Because, you know, they, they the Eagles punted uh, and Minnesota went three and out. But the, the, the score was 14-7 at the time. Yes. And, and so they come out that next drive after they had punted in the previous series and they start out getting Devontae Smith with two big throws. But the thing is, after they go incomplete, on second and ten, then Scott gets the big play. So now they're all of a sudden, boom, they're, they're at the 34-yard line. They run it on first down, minus one. They come back with the run. And that's when Sanders gets up the middle for, for nine yards, and that leads to the third down play with Jalen Hurts. I agree with you. That was a great drive, immediate and, and, and really deadly to go to, up 21-7. And surprisingly, it was the last touchdown of the game. Yeah. In the second quarter. Yeah, have we talked about that? Because is that concerning at all, that the Eagles, yes, they put up 24 points, but then nothing, a goose egg in the entire second half? Not really. I mean, if the game if the game was closer, absolutely. Agreed. I'd say, you know, they need to put more points on the board. Mm. But I've been right the last two weeks. My prediction has been 38 points last week and 24 to 20 this week in the pregame. So I'm okay with those 24 points. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you serious? He's amazing. He's Expert well, analysis. It makes me less smart, so I'm okay. Are you heading? Are you heading to one of the tables after we're done here? Since we're at a casino, I work too hard for my money to gamble it away. No thank you. And Minnesota not squandered four opportunities to get back in the game. It may have meant True. something. True. Right. But because they they just you know they they just gave it up. You know it was just really surprising that they didn't take advantage of anything, which case that would maybe stress the Eagles out a little more. But because they didn't take advantage of it, it was just Comfort City. That lead stood. Yeah. And, and look in the fourth quarter how many passes Vikings receivers dropped. 
that's when you knew they basically threw up the red flag and knew this game was over. Even though they had numerous opportunities to get back in this game, the quarterback turns it over three times. They're dropping passes wide open in the flats down the sideline. They had basically conceded defeat at that point because they knew offensively they were doing nothing against this defense tonight. All right, I don't want to be like negative Nancy here. I know we just forced you guys to be rays of sunshine on the last segment I was on. Uh, but the first drive was what I was also going to choose because it was beautiful except for those flags and those penalties that kept happening. Um, I know I heard Lane Johnson call it, what, Sloppy Joe sandwich, yeah, brown bag yeah. lunch style. Uh, a lot of mistakes to clean up. Um, but now this is the second week in a row, second game, where uh, just penalties have... I don't want to say killed the Eagles because they still won, but they had 10 last week. They were in uh, the top of the league in penalties. So, so um, I don't know. How concerned are we about well, that, with our, especially with our offensive line? If they're going to run those RPOs, then they're going to run the risk of having illegal guys downfield you right. know, in the passing game. That's just what they're going to have to live with because the offensive linemen don't know whether he's handing the ball off or what he's doing. Uh, in some games, I, I, I would like to – to note, I mean, I, I, I don't know who was the crew, the referee crew for this game, but I'd like to note and see as the season progresses when they get this crew again, whether they call it that way. Because there's a lot of teams, like when Baltimore runs this offense, they have the latitude of being able to have guys down the field because in the run-pass option concept, they allow for, you know, offensive linemen to be, you know, two, three steps down the field and they'll let you get away with that. But this crew was just not having any of it whatsoever. So it's something worth looking at because if the Eagles get this crew multiple times throughout the year, then the coaching staff is going to have to be aware of this crew and say to themselves, okay, when we run our RPOs this week, okay, we can't fire out the way that we normally do. And that's part of what really makes it work is being able to trick the linebackers to step up on an actual running play. Um, but, you know, Devin, you bring up you bring up a good point. You know, the, the penalties have been a problem. And most of the penalties, in my recollection, I believe, have been on the offensive side of the ball. They really need to clean that up. Well, they went through the same thing early on last season in uh, Sirianni's first yeah, season. Last they week, they had 10 penalties. Tonight, eight more. So 18 penalties in two games now. And it's similar to what they went through, but the results, the end results have been much better. Right. So at least – you're getting the end results while you're still making these early season mistakes. They'll get that corrected between Jeff Stoutland, Steichen, and Sirianni. Believe me, they'll get this ironed out before too long. All right. <laughs> that Mike's I'm, commentary. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm, All right. It's very Skeptical? unusual that they call that many. And it, you're right. It might be the crew. Uh, because, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen that many called that way. And there were three early on. So is that a Stoutland talking point or is that just a, a – No, a I, I, think, I think you have to look at the other teams in the league that runs a similar style of offense and ask yourself, you know, if the Baltimore Ravens can get away with it the way that they get away with it. And obviously, you know, the, the, the Buffalo Bills, you know, use, use a little bit of that. If they can get away with those types of things, you know, then what's, why, why are the Eagles being taxed? so much on it you know there are certain things that are point of emphasis like the illegal contact down the field we were talking about it during the game there was one call on the eagles and one call on minnesota we was like man that's just ticky tack let the guys play but those points of emphasis are going to be overemphasized, and then you have to look at certain certain crews throughout the year when you watch them throughout the year they 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 begin to have this you know 
this habitual, um, you know, I, I, I don't know even, I can't even think of the, the adjective that I'm trying to that I'm trying to find here. But they have a habit of calling certain things more than any other crew. So I'd really be interested to find out who this crew is and, by the, and, and find out by the time the next time that the Eagles play under this crew, whether they call it as close as they, as they have. And then look at, you know, teams like the Ravens and the Bills and other teams that implement some of this stuff and see if they call it that. In other words, they have a proclivity yes. to call that. Yes, thank you, Mike. <laughs> My vocabulary is Pro, as expanded as yours. That was the pro- word. That was on the t- of yeah, calling let, that. Let me look that one up. Spell it and I'll be really be impressed. P-R-O-C-L-I-V-I-T-Y. Wait a minute. Wow. He's, he's, looking at, he's looking at dictionary.com you over here. You, you definitely look that up. Let's take a break. No. It's late. <laughs> game ball's coming up, and we'll wrap this baby up on the Eagles postgame show. Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show. Back after this. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. 
Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Alrighty, welcome back to the Pond La Hockey Eagles post-game show with the crew right here. It's time to give out our game balls. Now, these are special game balls, and you can get one of them. All you got to do is go to flywithcolony.com. These are presented by Colony Pools. Get yours right now. Sign game balls. Just go to flywithcolony.com and, uh, and pick up a game ball. So we're going to give our game balls right now. And uh, see, I'm going to take all the thunder because I'm going to do mine first. Can it be anybody else? <laughs> can it be anybody with number one? Uh, Jalen Hurts gets my game ball tonight. A, a magnificent performance. His best as a pro, in my opinion. And uh, I've finally given it up. You know, I've been on the fence with him, but I, I now think he's a legitimate quarterback and can move into an upper echelon category. D Gun. You, you, you asked the question could there be any other choice? On the surface, I would say yes, Darius Slay would be a prime candidate. He picked off two, but because he dropped three, I can't give it to him. So I'm going to give it to Jalen Hurts, 26 of 31, 333 yards, a touchdown, ran for two more touchdowns. What else could you ask for this man tonight? He played a much better game than he played just eight days ago, and he played a good game eight days ago. But because of the game he played tonight, moving his offense up and down the field, kept with that 26-yard run, Jalen Hurts, you get the game ball. There is nobody else. Plain and simple. I mean, the kid almost accounted for 400 total yards and three touchdowns um, with a quarterback rating that we never thought we'd see out of this guy as a quarterback. Right. With a completion percentage that we never thought that we'd see out of this quarterback. Um, he's the player of the game. He was the player of the game last week because he, he, he won the game with his legs last week. This week he won the game in totality with his legs, with his arms, with his mind, um, I think the sky's the limit for this kid, um, and, and, and I think the Eagles may have their franchise quarterback. Ooh, Ooh. two yeah. games in, you're already <laughs> yeah, saying that. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, because, yep. You wouldn't, I, I say, you wouldn't I, I, say I, that the Eagles are a legitimate playoff contender, yet you're saying Jalen Hurts is. Oh, a she called you out. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear no, this. No, not not really. I mean, let's think about it. Let's let's look at where Jalen Hurts is right now in his development. Okay. We really don't count the first year because you can't throw him in and judge him off of that debacle. That was three and a half games that he got his his, his last year. Right. He's in the second year of actually being a starter, in the second year of being in the system. He's progressing nicely. Okay. What kid are you going to go in the NFL draft and go get 
that's going to give you the kind of productivity that he gives you in this new NFL. Because not only do you have to throw the ball today, which, by the way, he's proven and shut all the doubters up whether he could actually do that, but how many kids are you going to go, go and get that can throw the ball and be as dynamic with their legs and their decision-making that way in the draft and then start all over and have to worry about those, those kids being able to grow up in the game? They have their franchise quarterback right now, in my opinion. Hmm. No, Seth, can't argue by the way, by the way, Seth's got some bling on tonight too. I, I gotta he find. Does. He does. I, gotta, I was I noticing that. that. You bling, what is that? A, a Not bear sponsored. cub? It's my, um, it's my, it's my cougar, man. It's a my, cougar. Yeah, yeah, my cougar. cougar. Yeah, my my cougar, oh. my panther, my. How much, you know, is, I'm, how much I'm, is that I'm, worth? I'm, I'm a cat guy. Is, I, is, like, you, like tigers are my favorite animals. Is that QZ or you, you, you bling it? Hey, man, I, I listen. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses me. I wear it. She puts it on, and I wear okay. it, Okay. Uh, hey, listen. So Seth you, is going to do the next diamond debate. <laughs> okay, do, settled. Do you have a pet tiger at home? Trust me, if I, if I could have one, I'd have one. You can. You have to pay a lot of money, but you could have one. No, I, I got some videos when I was in Thailand, and I actually got an opportunity to get in the cage. With a tiger, with a tiger, up, up live and personal. Yeah. Oh, I gotta show it to you. I might even, I might even give Joe some footage. We can put it on next well, week. We when you see this, when, when you see this, you are not gonna believe it. But, but tigers, more, I mean, is my favorite animal. Wait a minute, did just, you, just sta you stare down the tiger? No, what I did was, you do? You got in a cage with a tiger and you did what? I got in, I pet him, got, you got pet a chance him. to sit next to him. And you hear I, what? I put my arm around him like that, like we was buzzed the whole deal, man. You and you have me? all your limbs and you're here to tell a story. Hey, listen, man, you know, animals can sense fear. So the minute that you go in that cage, you, better not, you don't go in there with any fear. When I made a decision to go in there, I was in God's hand. I'm this like, you taking me in there? You gonna bring me in? I'm not walking yeah, in a cage with Tiger. No, this, I'm this, raw meat. Here I am. This is the kind of conversation yeah. you have, you know, uh, when you got to go to two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> two o'clock. Two o'clock. One way of looking at it is that you, you stare down to fear. The other is if if the tiger is shot up with all, hey, kind, yeah, all kinds of. You know, or if no, he hasn't been fed in a what if he hasn't been fed in a week? No, no, no. The video that I'm going to show you will, 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 without a shadow of a doubt, wow. prove to you that this animal was not drugged up. You know, I mean, listen, they are some of the most magnificent animals, and to be blessed enough to get that close to one and and get to experience them up close and personal, it was one of the most awesome things I've see, ever done. See, the first thing I would have said was, when was the last time you fed him? That's the first thing I would have asked. <laughs> Because if they had said, oh, a week ago, you keep that tiger over there. Keep it right in that cage. I can watch, get all the pictures I need through this gated fence. Yeah. Two of the males in the, in the cage got in a fight, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Seth Joyner staring down a tiger is still it's the a, least a, surprising thing. I've this is a future <laughs> show, without question. Life is meant for the living, man. So you better, mm. you better live life. I can think of many ways to live life. Other than getting in there with a hungry tiger. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, but I have props to you, though, for doing But see, you what? 6'3", 200 what? It doesn't matter, man. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I'm yes, it does. Listen, when I, when I actually put my hand on that tiger and I realized that he is like four or 500 pounds, that's the biggest cat in the, in the, in the cat kingdom. Absolutely. Four or five, 600 pounds of pure muscle. There was an ounce of fat on him. So if... If he 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 could do whatever he wanted to do, huh? Right, but he would do it to me from the other side of that fence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. He saw <laughs> Tiger was on peyote. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Take our last break. We're gonna wrap it up here on the Eagles Post Game Show after this.
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jafty Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com.
And welcome back to the Pond La Hockey postgame show. The Eagles win 24-7 tonight. And uh, first of all, uh, I got to say, these game balls, just go to that way. I want to see somebody get one of these game balls, a signed game ball. All you have to do is go to flywithcolony.com, and these are provided by Colony Pools Incorporated. Uh, so let's summarize this whole thing. Um, very impressive, dominant win. The fans had to love it down there. Uh, quarterback played the best game ever. I'm on board now. The Eagles are 2-0 for the first time since 2016, and the quarterback then, D-Gun, was? A rookie named Carson Wentz. And they play him next week. How they about that segue week. into that? You know, I'm looking at the chat conversation, and everybody's talking about how they're going to smoke Washington. I don't see it that way. This team's coming off a short week, okay? Uh, Washington has one more day of rest. When Carson is on, he can still sling it. I don't care how people feel about Carson in this region. When he's on, he can sling it. He's got some pass catchers. He's got a rookie named Jahan Dotson that can flat out go get it. He has Terry McLaurin, a new wealthy Terry McLaurin, who's always given the Eagles problem. He has Curtis Samuel down there. They have a running back named Antonio Gibson down there who can flat out run the football. Every week writes a new story. There's no given. When you look at the parity across the league through the first two weeks of the season, and as we've talked about time and time again, look at how these games ended yesterday. You can count nothing as automatic in this league right now. The NFL has exactly what it wants, parity across the league. They have had some great games in the first two weeks of the season. You look at some of the matchups coming up this upcoming weekend, they're going to be great games also. If When we get closer to the end of the week, I can tell you right now, I'm going to pick the Eagles to beat Washington, but I'm not going to say it's going to be a cakewalk because it's a division game and because what I've seen the first two weeks tells me if I was a betting man, I wouldn't touch any game in the NFL right now. Well, listen, I'm <clears throat> I'm kind of looking statistically at what Carson has done um, through the first two weeks of the season right now um, against the Jaguars. Um, you know, the first week they won. Right. He had a pretty pretty good outing. Um, you know, he's thrown over for, over 300 yards the last two games, but he's got seven touchdowns and three interceptions. I, I don't like that that ratio. Um, they've got Gibson, but you know, they seem to be they seem to be more of a passing team. Yep. They're putting the ball in Carson's hands and asking Carson to win games. And I think that, you know, like every other quarterback, if you can pressure him, if you can get to him, if you can make him nervous, then he'll throw you the ball. I mean three three interceptions through three games, th that that speaks volumes. So um, I think they're going to be playing against one of the better defensive fronts than they'll than they, that they'll face all year long. Yes. So I think the defense really has to step up in a big way and figure out how to put a put the clamps on Carson. They're legitimately not trying to run the ball down there. Okay. They made this this trade. They're trying to find out if Carson is the guy, so they don't have to go and draft a guy. Yeah. So you know, with him throwing the ball 35 to 40 times a game. That just it's, presents more opportunities. Uh, it's for definitely him to make a, a trap game for me. I, I mean, yeah. they're coming off a tremendous high winning this game on Monday Night Football, and they, they go down there uh, against an inferior team, and everybody knows. I, I think uh, the Eagles will be favored by like three in this game. I think it'll be a three point uh, game down there. So, a yeah. little bit of a trap, but I think the better. See, I don't game believe is. in trap games. I really don't. Well, this is a big high they're coming I, I well, don't, Because I you're a player, do you, I, you I, had that mentality. Do you believe that when it comes to divisional games, you throw all of the all of the logical sense out the window? No, I, I, I don't believe in trap games because I think that 
when you play the game long enough, you understand that every opponent is worthy because there's only 1,696 players in the NFL, and you can't you can't take any team for granted. With that few teams in the league, with that few players in the league, I should say, you've got to realize that every team has elite athletes. Now, what coaching staffs and organization does with their with their talent, that's one thing, you know. And some teams, some organizations and coaching staffs are better at it than others. But if their true aspirations are to make the playoffs and to win the division, this is a division game. You can't fall asleep at the wheel now just because you're 2-0. You beat a team that you were supposed to beat just barely last week. You beat a team that nobody thought you could beat this week, and you beat them pretty handily. Now is the time to say, okay, now we should really be hitting our stride. Now we should take it to another level. Can we get to Carson? If I'm a defensive player playing against Carson Wentz, I'm licking my chops right now. I, agree. I, I, I want some of that. So I don't believe in, in, in trap games. Trap games only happen, you know, because guys aren't mentally prepared. Well, and aren't but that happens all the right time. Well, where, no, where I, I get it. Where I get teams it. kiss themselves. Yeah, yeah Detroit, so. Detroit sacked them five times now. So, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Jonathan Gannon and, and, and the Eagles defensive personnel, I'm looking closely at what Detroit did to get to Carson Wentz. They did the same thing that they did to Jalen Hurts last week. They ramped up the pressure and they made him, they forced him to make decisions. You understand what I'm saying? They forced him to make decisions under duress. That's what you have to do with quarterbacks who have a propensity or a proclivity. Um, Pro- Pro- proclivity. Oh, proclivity. I like that. Proclivity. You just, you just expanded my vocabulary, my friend. I are, want are you going to use know. that in everyday yeah, conversation yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely exactly. right. But now I'm, I'm, always, like, I'm, always, I'm, always, I'm always looking for those types of words. I can't wait till I get home. Add, but, but, but I digress. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting if, if home. Those, if those, if those, <laughs> if those, speaking of getting home. Listen, Seth's going to talk for another half hour. Those quarterbacks, those quarterbacks who have a proclivity to, to, Mess it up under pressure. You. you gotta keep putting them under pressure. I know. Okay, what is, I'm what done. does proclivity hey, right, mean? Man. What does it mean? <laughs> you're absolutely hey, right. Hey, what does proclivity mean, by the way? Procl- proclivity <laughs> means you have a tendency to do a certain thing. I'm gonna use that word. First thing I do when I walk in the door tomorrow when I get home, my wife asks me, "How was it?" I'm like, "Well, proclivity <laughs> so when, wise." So what? Yeah. So what, by the time you get home, it'll be 4 a.m. I don't think you said. No, I'm not driving think, home tonight, brother. I'm gonna tell you that oh. right now. All right, listen, we're going to wrap this thing up. We've been here long enough. It's late. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, the Eagles postgame show sponsored by Pondley Hockey. I'm Mike Missanelli. It's Derek Gunn. That's Seth Joyner. That's Devin Caney. We'll be back next week to talk about the Washington Commanders. Can the Eagles go 3-0? We'll see. Have a great rest of the night, everybody. We'll talk to you. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. 
Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jafty Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.